Blog Talk Radio. Talk about 
Access a million, keep it in large amounts. Windows down, blowing them, fog it out when the hawk is out. Whichever way the breeze blowing, we finna have some weed going. Yeah, cause shit is crazy nowadays. Roll one and watch the world go up in flames. Baby, won't you smoke one with me? Hey, won't you smoke one with me? Stop playing, smoke one with me. Don't be scared, smoke one with me. Hey, hey, different levels, different strains. Dabs and wax are different games. The oils use so many ways. This shit is healing how they lock niggas up for so many days. Yeah, they pass their laws and grow their fears on them. Plans for curing shit for years, homie. Epilepsy and cancer, this shit is real. They know the truth, it's all about extermination and dollar bills, homie. We gon' say that for another time. I'm just trying to roll another dime. I know the plug until he on the line. Play the music so loud until it conducts a rhyme. Yeah, hey. Shit, I'm just trying to smoke, baby. I just wanna smoke, smoke, smoke. Yeah. Cause shit is crazy nowadays Roll one and watch the world go up in flames Baby, won't you smoke one with me? Hey, won't you smoke one with me? Stop playing, smoke one with me Don't be scared, smoke one with me Hey, hey
love when we both pop some ball shit. Freak nasty, you know that to my babies. So come here, baby, take it up. Freak nasty, you know, take it out. And we gon' make this money, baby. You my one and only, baby. What is going on, everybody? How y'all feeling? How y'all feeling? Welcome to OG Radio. It's your favorite host, the Butter Toast Radio Rail. How y'all doing tonight? Now, last week, uh, last Monday, did a show which was about poly relationships. And as promised, uh, I got part two for y'all. Last week, we had Ayla and Angel on the show. This week, we got Ayla again and also Izzy. How y'all feeling tonight? Feeling good. I'm feeling really good. I'm having a great day. Glad, glad day? to hear, glad to hear. Uh, it was it was great. It's good. Better now. Better now. Don't don't mind me, uh I'm high as a fucking kite right now. <sighs> and normally I don't do shows, but uh man. <laughs> it's it's all good though. But seeing as though this is part two, uh, to give everybody a recap, it was a lot of information about poly relationships, and uh, these ladies discussed how they got into it and everything. And uh, it was a lot for me to take in. I I didn't know it went the way it went because people like myself who are not into that as much, um, we. We 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 think of it as one way, and it really it ain't that way. But um, again, uh, we got these beautiful ladies on. So I don't know if I asked this last week, but what when did you know that you wanted to be in poly relationships? Um. I have to think about that one for a minute. I don't think I knew I wanted to be in poly. I just I knew I wanted to have a girlfriend and a boyfriend, though. Yeah, I, I, I knew that for a while. It was a long time before I knew it actually had a name. Right. Yeah. Um. I mean, I remember being uh, in uh, in high school and having like a best, you know, my best friend at the same time. You know, when I had my my boyfriend and. There are a lot of times where what she wanted took precedence over what he wanted. So I was, I didn't realize it that I was actually having that deep an emotional relationship with her as well. Mm, gotcha. So how are those type of, describe those type of feelings that you have for a guy and a girl at the same time? Um. That's kind of difficult to explain considering it, it, we're talking about emotions here and emotional connections with everybody are different. You know, my emotional so connection the, with so, men aren't, aren't the same uh-huh. from man to man. They're, they're specific Agreed. to that person. Right. It's like if There's you have no kids, your, 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 love for your, your love for your kids is specific to each of your kids. Gotcha. I can agree with that. 
So there's no type of love at all. It's just just other emotions outside of love. I don't get it. Yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not quite sure what you're you're asking. <laughs> so so it's just so the emotions you have for guys it's all different, you know, depending on the guy. Do you at some point do you ever feel like you you get to the point where you love a guy? As as well as a girl. There's there's no comparison. if I love somebody, I love somebody. I don't I don't compare it to anybody else that I have a love for. It's like the only difference gotcha. in my in the loves that I have would be is if I am in a physical relationship with them or not. Um, I think love is definitely possible in a poly relationship. I mean, I don't know. I think that's um that's just like when somebody is like, Well, I'm in love with two people the love that they have for that person is going to be different for the other person. There's going to be something that you truly love about that person, but there's going to be something that maybe the love that they give is not what is provided. Um, okay. You know, maybe by, by another person, yes. Like if you're like in a poly relationship, like, you know, you all have like your individual relationships with each other, but, um, you know, what you like about one person, you might like something different about the other person. Make sense? Yeah, ag- actually, gotcha. um, here, 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 here's a better thing for you because I was missing part of the question. Um, the poly lifestyle, the name of it is polyamorous, which means many loves. Mm-hmm. So, yes, we do love each other just as monogamous couples love each other. We just don't compare uh, the loves that we have. And why is that? Why don't we compare it? Yeah. It's why a, would we? It's not a competition. Yeah, it's, it's not a competition. All yeah. It, it's like, are, are you, do you compare the love that you had with your previous girlfriends? I mean, I don't, but people do. People kind of compare, you know, their their exes or what they did with them or whatever to to the current no, relationship no, that they have now. Like you see it all the time. That's different than love. That that's actions. That that's you know, that's activities. That's not the love. You say what? So never, not everybody is like that either. Um I guess like, you know, comparing one situation to another to say like, oh like well you know, I hate that my new person does something different than my old person. I guess it's never going to be that. At least not for everybody. Gotcha, gotcha. We also have uh, another guest that just called in. It should be Izzy. Izzy? 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 What's going on? What's going on? Uh, so uh, we, so were we were talking about poly relationships, relationships and, uh, and uh, I hear, I hear, I hear somebody's in. Yeah, I'm hearing an echo too. I was just going to say something. Is it clear now? Is it clear now? No, no. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 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 (
Uh, uh, Izzy, is that, is, you got something in the background, in the background or something? about that I think uh he'll call back in I'm not sure what that was about but uh, as we were saying uh you guys are saying there's no no comparison different type of love and all that other good stuff what uh compare and contrast like the regular relationships to uh the poly like the fun side of it like what fun do you get uh, out of poly relations that you don't get in the monogamous relationship? Mm-hmm. Hasn't really been any different. Yeah. See, what one of the things that people don't realize is just because there's multiple partners doesn't mean they're not just normal relationships. Okay. You know, it's not like we do anything anything more outrageous than any other couple would. It's just sometimes we actually have, like, groups that we can do it with. Like, take a group of people to, like, a concert or a rent fair or even out for out for dinner. You know, going out for dinner sometimes can just feel like a party. Gotcha. Izzy just got back in. You good now to echo going, Izzy? Yeah, yeah, there isn't one. All right, hey, cool, Izzy. Cool, cool. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hello, thank you. Yes, finally got that resolved, so. All right, cool. We also have Ayla and Angel on as well. Uh, so we were hoping last week that this week, today, that we got uh, a male perspective uh, who's involved with the poly relationship. So go ahead and share your side of the story. Yeah, so I've been polyamorous um, since 2016, actually. And the way I discovered it, um, it allowed me, at the very least, it allowed me to witness and see also experience uh, every red flag about polyamory, at least a majority of them. Simply because my ex was just mentally emotionally abusive to me. Um, But I am grateful for them introducing me to it. Um, But after I met my former girlfriend, now lesbian best friend, um, I, I I ended up cutting ties with my ex completely, no contact. Um, and my girlfriend, well, my former girlfriend, she is Polly herself, and I introduced her to it. But we introduced it to I introduced it to her in a way that I 
felt was completely opposite of the way my ex introduced it to me. And we took we started dating in twenty seventeen and we took that first year strictly for ourselves to develop our bond, to talk about what we want, to talk about and just get to know each other even more. And it worked out. And then 2018 was when we started to was when we started entering it, but in a way that was within our own pace, so long as we communicated to each other. And we talked to each other about polyamory a lot, and we still do today. And 2019 was when I introduced her to her current fiance. Um, her fiance uh, is a close friend of mine. And when they were dating together while my best friend was dating me, um, there was like a bit of a triad. But she had her own partner, her own girlfriend, and I introduced her to. And me, I was seeing, I was trying to get another partner for myself. And I did have one for a while, but she ended up breaking up with me. And she and her husband just out of the blue decided to stop talking to me for no specific reason at all. Whatever drama that they were dealing with. Um, And it was beautiful for the fact that she was able to come out to me as lesbian simply because of the freedom and security that I gave her to process 25 years worth of trauma that she had to deal and come to terms with herself in a healthy way, in a way that, where she felt safe. And that is something I'm grateful for. I, when the pandemic hit, I had no choice but to really face myself and everything. And I realized that it was my ex that um, made me hate monogamy. And I realized that I can go either both polyamorous or monogamous all depending on the person that I'm with or the people that I'm with. And that term for that is ambiamorous. But I do lean more towards polyamory. And I always try to be a helpful resource to people who are new to it. Especially as uh, a non-binary human being as well. That's so you you identify yourself as non-binary. Yes, I do. It's um, male and plural pronouns, so he they. Okay, so for all those who don't know, who are tuned in from wherever they're at, uh, just explain a little bit of binary, non-binary. Non-binary is not non-gender conforming. And essentially that you don't really associate yourself, your gender identity, with either being fully male or female. It all depends on your own persona and your own experience as a human being and how you identify yourself. And some uh, people who are non-binary end up transitioning, too. Me? I'm comfortable in my own skin, but I am... But I cannot deny the fact that I have masculine and feminine qualities within me. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. 
Uh, jumping back to the poly side of it, um, what what is your experience with it, or what is your up and downs with it? Um, the upside of it um, is that you have multiple people to share your interests with. And let's say you have, like, for understanding, you have, like, ten really huge interests, varying interests that are completely different, but there's stuff that you like, right? And you end up dating two people. You're, you're in a, a bit of a triad. And those interests can be spread out between those partners, and you're able to enjoy them in such a wonderful way because they're people that you love that you're in a consenting relationship with. And that just makes it so unique because if it's a actual triad, like everyone gets to share and experience uh, their partner's uh, unique experiences with those and even get introduced to them. Some those experiences may be something that they never had before. Uh, one person could be nerdy, one person could be artsy, one person could be more of a scientific geek kind of person, and they all have a commonality with them. That's like the biggest example that I have for that one. For it is that you have a bigger support network for when things get tough. Um you have multiple shoulders to lean on so long as they're available. And if you're, whether they're in separate relationships or a polyamorous relationship or it's a bit of a polycule, um, there's that deeper level of trust that you have with those consenting partners that you're with and makes it feel more safe. Yeah, that's, that's, some, that's something I forgot partner. to mention yesterday. It's the whole um, support structure that is huge because one of the reasons why some monogamous couples have issues is because when they go through traumas, they only have each other to lean on. In yeah, poly, yeah. you have multiple people, you know, and when you're even if only one of you had to deal with the trauma putting all of that need to help heal on one person that's that's some, that's too much for some people that's a that's that's heavy emotional weight yeah and you know when you've got multiple partners it can be spread out a little bit so you know you don't have to feel guilty that you're overwhelming anybody and they don't have to feel overwhelmed and possibly react in a negative way yeah. Um, I would say the isn't it draining dealing with multiple people? Everybody has be. their own social like, bandwidth. Okay. Um, you deal with multiple people. people every day that, are, are you married, real? Uh, yeah, I I'm am. Married. I'm single, actually. Yeah, oh, oh, wait. Never mind. Hang on. No, Sorry. 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 The question was for <laughs> real. Yeah, real, you're married, right? Yeah. Okay, so like you deal with multiple people every day, even if it's not like romantically. Um, you deal, you you live with your wife, 
y'all, you know, deal with each other. Like, every day y'all are, like, the closest thing to each other. But you also got, like, people outside of, you know, your house that you deal with, like, whether people you work with or just whatever, whoever you come into contact with. So it's kind of like that, except you have that other person closer to you. And, like, the work in that relationship is spread out. Like like Ayla said, when it's three of y'all, you know, like, three of y'all can come together and really, like, help the other person. So it just balances right. out whatever the relationship is. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. I just, you know, I would, I wouldn't know. I, I never looked at it like that, but uh, I would figure like dealing with so many different people on the emotional level, that shit can be draining. But in that type of like, I get it. Either you're about to say something. Yeah. Um. I was also gonna say. Um. Uh. A downside of it. Um, actually, to follow up with what she was saying, um, there are people who are polyamorous that can only be with so many people at once in multiple consenting relationships. For example, um, I have a bit of a cap, if you will, at partners at a time, um, so long as it can work, it's all working, and either they can be separate or it, it could be some sort of a polycule. Um, some people can only handle two partners at a time. So in that sense, everybody has their social bandwidth of how much people they can involve in their lives. Okay. Hmm. Andrew, you got a cat? Uh, can you repeat that? I was asking Angel, does she have a cap? Does she have a limit? I do. Oh. I do have a limit. Um, I can't go outside of two people because I, to be honest, I actually hate people. I hate them as much as I love them. I'm in contact with them, but for so long. That is relatable. <laughs> and, I, 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 like, my meters just run very short. Like, listen, after if I spend six hours with a person, I need like six weeks to spend by myself. <laughs> that was a lot damn. to deal with. Like, damn. Not that people are draining, but just that like I I have a limit, and people wonder why I'm so happy at the time because I spend time by myself a lot. Yes, I do too. So I believe that you know when that time comes, I'm in a relationship again. If it has, if it happens to be a poly relationship. Um, I'm going to need my own house and they're going to like need to live like upstairs or like down the street or something like that because every day, nah, not, not every day. Some days I need to retreat and be alone. Personally, I would require my own bedroom, um, my own space so that Mm -hmm. I had that for myself. Uh, yeah, for me. How about you, Ayla? Um, right now, right now I'm thinking three or four, but right, it's not really one that I've been been thinking about. I kind of let it go organically. And gotcha. Gotcha. 
What is the difference between an open relationship and a poly relationship? Um, it depends on how the open relationship is set up and how the poly relationship is set up. Because there are some poly relationships that operate the same way that open ones do, but their basis is more in love than about sex. Mm. I like that. I like that. Angel, what's your perception? So here I'm thinking. I'm answering oh. that question later. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Izzy, uh, you want to chime in on that? Yeah, sure. Um, based on my experiences, people I've encountered who are more open um, generally still want to have their own relationship and generally are open in terms of people that they can experience with sexually. But also they allow that extra person to be a sort of person that they can be close to and hang out with. Um, So there is that intersectional commonality overlap that both of the, both kinds of dynamics tend to have. Okay. I guess I'm kind of piggyback off of that. Yeah. It's really about the dynamic of the relationship, like open an open marriage or open relationship can look different for everybody. Like there's just different rules to what that looks like. So, mm-hmm. but from my perspective, it's like, okay, y'all, like you share a relationship with this person, but generally speaking, I know a lot of people will function like this. Like they're, they're together, but they have something outside of, you know, what they prioritize. Yes, sir. Oh. Uh, easy. To, I'll go ahead. Uh, well, um, actually, another way for me to describe uh, the way I was trying, what I was trying to say before about the way I see poly and open different is that open leaves open actually leaves it open for um, one night stands or you know or temporary relationships. Where poly tends poly tends to be more relationship based. Poly to me is when all the consenting parties are all in and in it together. Mhm. And rather open is more of based on the people that are involved. So, for example, if a if a couple is open their relationship will only go so far because they have their limits and boundaries they have with that extra party. Okay. Uh, this question is for you. What boundaries do you set uh, in your relationship? Yeah, um, for me, well, this is actually a new one. Um, They would have to understand that I set time for when I had to stream uh, for my Twitch channel. Um, That is something I'm definitely taking seriously about and wanting to grow into something so that I could be a content creator as a primary source of income, 
so that I can be able to, at my own leisure, concentrate on my big dream, which is my own coffee shop, art gallery, roastery, which would definitely have poly munches in there, too. And another boundary I set for myself is that there are times when I need my own time, usually for a whole day, where I would just need to be in my own presence and doing my own thing. Um, I value my solitary time. I distinguish it between – to me, there's a difference between being alone and being solitary. Um, My solitude I take very seriously. I love being – having my own time so that I can take care of my artwork, um, read at my own leisure, just being myself by myself without anyone – without worrying about anyone being around. And I also would allow that for my partners too. I That's one big thing that I lay out. If I'm entitled for my alone time, you are also entitled for your alone time. Simple as that. Um, another boundary for myself, uh, label, your, label your own food. If you know, we're all living together and everything, but there's food specifically that you got for yourself. Label it or keep it in your own dwelling, your room, in your own space. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, let's see, another boundary, just really going off the top of my head. Um Because I'm also an artist too, and people tend to borrow my materials sometimes, just treat my my art materials like they're babies treat them like they were a baby do not bring them back you know if it comes to my personal possessions that they want to borrow treat them with care bring them back in the same condition as you found it um another boundary is that if kink is involved in t- in the dynamic then Hard limits, hard no's have to be set and everything as and and times that it's okay and so on and so forth. Um, another big thing for me is also is consent. That is a big one. And also communication. Communication is a big one for me too. Um, basically, just – if there's any sort of update to the relationship, then or something's wrong or something's brought up to their attention or anything, say it. Speak it up. Don't leave it inside. Um, because, and I always try to ensure that trust, honesty, and communication are key factors. Gotcha. Uh, I have a special guest for you guys. Uh, we have uh, none other than Lopez on the line with us. Hey, hey, y'all. Hey, Hello. Hi, Wifey. <laughs> How you guys doing? Doing well. Cool. I'm excellent. 
How are you? How have you been? I'm okay. I'm listening in. I got questions, so I just want to comment. I, you know, y'all know I'm a little kinky sometimes, so I gotta ask my little kinky questions. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> of course. You came, you came, you yeah. came to the right yeah, place. <laughs> so in the philosophy, in the relationship, right? We know that there's so many different elements of it in terms of like you know different people coming together. So how do you guys, um, you know, set like it's almost like a boundary question, but how do you guys break it, break the the martyr of you saying, okay, this person is a kinky person versus this person is a dominant person? How do you guys uh, fix this relationship to make it actually work in a poly relationship? Um. <laughs> Uh well I am kind of in a weird spot with that because I am normally I'm normally a dominant and there was some talk Izzy and I still have to do some more talking about uh, a possible DS relationship there mm-hmm. but I also uh, am a primal prey to the other two guys in my life. Uh-huh. Um, but each one, just because of the relationship, the way the dynamic is is different with each one. Right. Well, both, okay. well, both of the other guys are you know, basically primal hunters with me. One is more of an affectionate relationship. So it leans more toward the the, da- the daddy side, where the other one's like very strictly a yes sir type of um, dynamic. So I guess I'm asking like in a, in terms of like when you guys are doing it together, like who how do you guys decipher who's able to one um, have their fetish or their ideas play out, and is there like a seniority or a hierarchy? Like who gets the time more? How is your balance? Uh, basically my balance is in some way set by me because they come over to my house. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, okay. <laughs> nice. Angel, Izzy, I would love to hear y'all waiting. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, for, well, luckily this is, I'm a switch, so that makes me flexible. Can you explain what a switch is? Because, you know, it's for us non-poly people who's trying to, like, just figure it out. You know, ask oh, no, friend. no, no, no. No, switch, is, switch isn't a poly thing. Switch is a, switch is a kinky thing. Yeah. I can, I'm either, I can be either a dominant or a submissive, and it just all depends on the people that I'm with. But I do see, but overall in a poly dynamic, I see myself as being a sort of, voice of reason and the one who sees things from as who sees things from all perspectives and i do the best i can to get the best insight for conflict mediation and things like that angel see i didn't know there was a term for it but um i guess definitely on the switch side um only because like i can i can adapt in a lot of situations um, so I think there's like really no hierarchy in my relationship. It's more like, okay, everybody like do something different, but like we make it work because it's at some point, it's something that we all enjoy. 
at least that's what my experience is that I haven't had a situation like where I've had to like, you know, compromise one for the other. Got it. Okay, so who initiates? So like if it's a, if three or if it's two, like who initiates, who get like, I guess, how do you decipher who gets to get their their fantasy played out first? Or is it something that I, I just do? It even just kind of happens. Yeah. yeah. It just kind of happens. It's never like a, like, well, let's vote on it. Because at some point, it's it's just going to happen. We don't ever yeah. decide on, like, what will come first. Or right, whatever. yeah. I don't know. I've never really thought about that, like, for real. I mean, at least for me, I haven't thought about that. So, I don't know. I guess, I'm, I guess for me, it, it's not something that it would have anything to do with them as far as which one was more important. Because... And all honestly, none of them, none of them really are more important than the other. As um, someone who for, is, for, uh, for, for, for me, it comes down to which of those fantasies do I want to act on first. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, as someone you know, who, yep, yeah, yeah I got something to weigh in. Yeah, as someone who is um, flexible, I. I'm really a person who really feels it and sees it and remains present in the moment. So it's largely situational for me. And even then, normally, I prefer to have the person who is my submissive get their fantasy first. That's just how I am. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm. Okay. So there's no conversation around what gets played out, boundaries are, but the boundaries are discussed. That's what I'm getting. Actually, there there are some there are some uh, people in relation in poly relationships out there that actually do try to do that. Um, You'll find that there are actually a lot of a lot of writings about it that actually will say that type of dynamic within with even within a um, a mono relationship can be can be very toxic. So how um, so yeah. yeah yeah just because you know Polly's poly about love and um being Trust. able to open yourself up to more yeah, and and being able to open yourself up to more people um it doesn't take away the threat of being unintentionally involved with somebody who's who's toxic or narcissistic I also. I mean, you, 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 add, you hope you hope that you hope that your partners might be able to see it and maybe kind of try to talk to you about it to save you. But you know, we are all human. Sometimes we don't listen when we should. Yeah. So in that, right? Because you know, we always hear the fun side of Polly, but like things like that, that's what kind of the dark side of Polly. So how do you? Or when, I mean, because I'm sure it would be too late if you guys are already in it, but when well, is it, you know, signs of toxicity, when do you start to bow out? I After bow out if, if I don't see any noticeable change and that if the person who is experiencing, who is exhibiting that toxicity doesn't um, follow through with what they need to do to change their course of action and to rectify that sort of toxic behavior that they're exhibiting. If I don't see any sort of improvement or change and that it keeps hitting on a boundary on me and that it keeps stressing me out, then 
push has to come to shove, I'm going to have to break it off with you. But you know, that's, a, I mean, but that's, at least, that's at least after a conversation to make them aware of their their actions. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that conversation needs to happen. You know, I'm a person who gets chances, but as one who didn't have set that limit of chances, and that's something which was something that I had to learn with, learn about over time, then like if my chances keep getting taken for granted, I will bring it up, and it has to be discussed. Wow. Angel? Yeah. Have you experienced that, Angel? I've No, I've actually gotten myself to a point of violence. So, yeah, that's when I left. But it was crazy because the violence was because the guy was just jealous, something that he had agreed upon. He was like, no, I want you to go out and go find, you know, somebody else. And I was like, okay. And uh, he didn't like when I had to have somebody else. So it ended in violence. My other one didn't that technically sucks. end. I just kept moving away. Yeah. Eesh. Eesh. Yeah, I don't want the silence. I don't want hands, y'all. I don't want to be throwing no hands. <laughs> yeah. I was, I, it, was, it was so stupid. Like, and it was, that is I'm a lover. I'm a lover, not a fighter. Right, you know. I, I try to be. Listen, I'm a lover for sure. I am. But my thing is, you don't got to push me to no certain limit to get me to understand something. Like, if you're mad about something, you want to talk about something? Come talk to me. I don't. I don't. I didn't make anything hard for that situation, but this person did. So, and this is why I just got got to a point of violence. People don't know how to be honest in these relationships, and this is why you got to be careful who you get into open relationships with. Like everybody cannot handle. Those reasons that Angel was saying are pretty much as to why I went completely no contact with my ex who introduced me to polyamory. It was fun while it lasted, but because they didn't allow me to be myself fully, they didn't allow me to um, advocate for myself. They didn't allow me to um, give me the space I need to correct my own actions and they consistently gaslit me and lit a fire in my ass for no reason. And I just had to say enough is enough, basically. Wow, that's dangerous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And unfortunately, toxic people can do that. Yeah, yeah for real. Yeah. And and what's what's even worse is sometimes they're so toxic that they make the one of the other partners toxic as well, one who normally would not have been. Yeah. And it 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 affects people like a poisonous a poisonous mist, you know? That energy mm-hmm. seeps into people in ways they do not notice. And right. it affects you mentally. And Bruce Lee, he was quoted in saying that words are power. And as a result of that toxicity, you feel those doubts within your head. You feel those words that were a result of the ex 
calling you those, therefore you say those. But the more but the more you allow those words, the more power they have. Which is right. why it took this is why if you push yourself even a little to feel those good words, the words that are opposite, over time it it over time you don't feel those words anymore. And you start yeah. to feel that energy, this renewed energy within you. And when you see see and witness those words again, any of that toxic energy, you become so much more aware of it. It's like you could practically see it, this okay. intangible essence. You know, you feel it. And it, and it allows you to say, nope, I'm rejecting that. Here's how we yeah. can work this out. That's just how I right. am. I view right. myself as a lover who is a who is also a fighter, a fighter who is a lover. I fight for love. <laughs> yeah. That's how I am. Yeah. I love that. And I'm an, yeah, I'm thank you. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's for me. It's a result of also being a martial artist too. That's awesome. So I'm gonna just will it back in, right? Because you were talking about the toxicity of of the poly, you know, relationship where it can be. I think we touched about this a lot last week, but you know, is it you knew? So I want to hear kind of your perspective, too. Um, now, jealousy, when it plays a part into this kind of situation, like how do you guys navigate that? Because you are dealing with multiple partners. Um, you are, you know, opening yourself to different situations and different fetishes. So how do you guys, you know, kind of give way to that? This is an interesting I mean, one because, <laughs> yeah, this is a good one because what helps me deal with jealousy was when I became a Zen Buddhist way back in 2016. In addition to well, being like a pagan. More partners that you guys get involved with. Yeah. I've been in a situation of having a jealous um, partner in a relationship, and it's not it's not fun because like then it's almost like you like you become at fault for it, and you're like, okay, well, how do I talk? How do I suck my partner off this ledge? Like, what's going to make them feel comfortable? Because obviously, something is making them feel like out of place for them to feel jealous. Um, so you try to communicate that with them, just like find out like what it is, and like you work on it from there. And if working on it is not, you know, a solution, you might have to just bow out gracefully. I don't know. I think that's ideally how I would want it to be, but. I want to have patience for my partner, but I don't want to keep going through the whole jealousy thing all the time. Yeah, I unfortunately was the jealous one in uh, one of my relationships. Um, Come to find out that my jealousy was rooted in reality. Mm. Mm. And, you know, having to deal with the gaslighting. Yeah. Yeah, so... For me, um, but, um, but but the thing is, if if because they did try like kind of gaslighting me, like oh no no what you're, what you're thinking and feeling is it's not real, it's not real. Um, but I saw a technique that I was like, oh, that would have worked a whole lot better in that situation. Is if they had approached me with the, well, why do you feel this way? Why do you feel you know and. And kind of take take it down to the base level, so that you can work on why the jealousy is there, rather than just trying to or asking them to just deal with it. Right. 
Right. Yeah, rather than you got to you've got to do some work on yourself. I'm still going to be doing this, but you have to do work on yourself so you're not jealous anymore. Okay. Piggybacking on what um, piggybacking on what Ayla said, um, it's very true. For what helped me when I started being a Zen Buddhist too was that if that practice forces you to ask those questions to yourself, as it's all rooted in deep in mindness. For me, it was in not wanting to miss out on experiences. That was where my jealousy lied in. It was me feeling, oh, I really want to be a part of this that's going on. But, you know, then I started to say, well, this is something that they plan for themselves. Therefore, they want to experience that for themselves. And either that is something that I experienced myself that they're doing or it's something that I could eventually experience with them at another venge- at another juncture, you know? Um, and that's what's great about polyamory. When one experiences one thing, it doesn't mean that they're missing out. They could, it just, it's all, it, it, it's in the moment. And part of a big thing about polyamory is being present and in the moment. Right. Okay. So this is my last question because I know I think this I don't know how long this show runs. You know I I, I know it's usually an hour. <laughs> um, yeah, I added I added some old time. Oh, cool. So <laughs> so so I like I know like I'm a, I'm gonna talk from you know from experience, right? So I, I tell everybody I was in a 13 year relationship. I was married for four years. My husband passed recently, right? But, you know, I found out some stuff. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. So I go back to my playbook, right? <laughs> and I try and, like, make a playlist of, like, I know not to deal with this. So how do you guys do it in your own way? Because, like, you know, like we just talked about jealousy. We talked about, you know, toxicity. But we also talked about the different kinks and fetishes. So how do you guys go back to the drawing board? And what are your methods of saying, like, what, like or what's your, what's your game plan? Or what, what does that look like for you guys when you guys are looking for partners? Um, for your next, you know, adventure in the poly world? Well, luckily, this was something that I started doing back when I was forced to be by myself during the lockdown and quarantine. I had no choice but to face on assets of myself that I didn't have time to work on or keep being stagnant and a and in this really bad form of myself that I, that wasn't that just wasn't working for me. So I simply sat down and I listed things that I like in a partner. Uh, and turns out there's a lot of things that I like in a partner. Things that where for one partner, it's a lot of things that I like to find in the partner. And part is that a bunch of those qualities can be found in different people rather than just one person. And if it's one person, it's a tall order. There's a lot of um, things that I look for in a partner. And I used to be ashamed of being very picky on the people I open my heart to. But the people around in my life, including my friends, including the person I talked about that I dated, who is now my best friend, they say, no, be picky with the people you want in your life. You're entitled to that. And because part, the big part of polyamory is trust. If you can't trust them, 
then there's no relationship in there. That goes for any relationship. If the trust isn't there, it's not going to work. And and for me, that's actually why I was the jealous one because he had broken my trust previously, and I never was fully able to uh, to repair that. Uh, so how are you dealing with that now? And still being poly. Uh, I've forgiven myself for it Um, because both times I got involved with him not fully trusting him from the get-go. Angel? How do you go? I say all the good from... What'd you say? What are you saying? I was going to say, look, I just, I've taken all the good examples that I've had from my past relationships, and I pretty much formed them based off of that. Not that, not to say that, like, you know, I didn't grow from any of, like, the things that I went through that felt negative, I'll say. Um, not that it didn't teach me anything, but that I know what a good relationship looks like for me, so... That's how I envision it. I'm like, you know what? These different things, that these different elements have really just made my relationship, you know, amazing. And if I don't have that in my next relationship, then I don't want it. Mm. I don't want it. I love it. And, that, and, and part of that also goes back to having the larger support system. Yeah. And this also goes to the importance of having your own solitary time for yourself because a big part of that is self-reflection. Self-reflection yep. is extremely important for you. That's awesome. So I guess, you know, there are a lot of parallels in the monogamous versus a poly relationship. It's just really just the ultimate difference is the number of partners and what you can handle. Would you say that? Would you agree or disagree? No, that's exactly it. That's the really only real difference. I mean, from from the way a, a monogamous relationship is supposed to work and a poly and poly relationships are supposed to work, the basis is still supposed to be love and trust and communication. Yeah. But it's all relationships. It doesn't even matter if you're in a platonic versus a romantic relationship. Communication is key and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Trust, honesty, and communication even are especially important for business relationships too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, so what would you need for people who – Okay. What is a Zen Buddhist? Uh, Zen Buddhist is an offshoot of the overall Buddhism, and that's the kind of Buddhism that formed in Japan. Zen Buddhism is more rooted in being present in the moment and wabi-sabi, which is a sense of appreciating for the simplest quaint things in your life and in your surroundings in a way that is minimal but also in accordance to nature itself. Um it's 
and it allows a lot of time for self-reflection, improving yourself, and mind being mindful, mindfully aware, and flowing in a state where you're essentially still but flowing, like a leaf floating on a flowing, quiet brook. That's the best way I can okay, describe cool. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was still stuck on that. I'm like, I'm just letting it all flow. Like, what the hell is a Zen Buddha? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Zen, gar- Zen gardens are the Zen gardens in Japan. That's Zen Buddhism. That's an that's an ah, example yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, it's Buddhism in Japan. And one one more thing I like to add in too. I view polyamorous relationships not as, like, individual ones, but what helped me were two things. One is D&D, because essentially you're working together with the people you care about, and people have different roles that fulfill the overall encompassing betterment of the relationship that you're all in with the people you're involved with. And what also helped me was samurai clans. They all acted as a big family and looked out for each other as one whole unit. Yeah. Nice. All right. So I'm going to have, have two last questions. I'm sorry because, you know, I'm getting questions on my end too, and I want to make sure we get everybody's answers. So there are questions answered. <laughs> so one question is, how do you integrate your poly and kiki lives? This is a fun one. <laughs> I'll let you go first. Or actually, no, wait, uh, I'll let you go second because yours is probably more fun than mine. Uh, yeah, 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 you should. <laughs> um, well, for me, it depends on the partners. See, being poly and being kinky for me, I've, I've been in vanilla relationships enough to know that they won't work for me. So everybody that I'm in a relationship with is also kinky. So it just, it just depends on the dynamics I have with each one of them and what the rules are for our specific relationship. I actually have had one partner asking me during pillow talk about another one. And like kind of trying, starting to do some comparisons, and I was like, "Yeah, no, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. And that's that's a hard limit for me. We're we're not doing that because I'm not going to let this in any way feed some kind of testosterone thing." Right. Right. I'm the same way. I don't I don't condone that at all. Okay, but he ha- he hasn't tried um, since I said that, so he has he is respecting the boundary. But I also submit to both of them. Okay, that's crazy. Hey, do have you? I have not. Gotcha. Okay. And then I guess the last question, it's not a question, it's just like a statement. I don't know. I don't no, know. no, 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 
Izzy still had to give his his response. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, I met Ayla at a at a goth night, um, which was oh. fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we live in the same state. Uh, different town, different uh, same wow. state, different towns. Yeah, yeah. And I started going to the munches that she hosts, and there's not just kinky people there, there's also poly people there, which is really fun. And honestly, I prefer to be in relationship with kinky people. I don't see myself going back to vanilla um, in my romantic relationships, whether monogamous or poly. Mm-hmm. Um, it just it just allows a deeper facet that is also fun in the relationship. Mm. Oh. Yeah, because you, you can actually find yourself experiencing different kinks with different people. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is wonderful. Which goes back to what I said about multiple interests that are shared with multiple people when it comes to a polycule dynamic. See, this is crazy. So, like, it's like I'm learning so much, and, like, your terminology at that is, like, killing me. So I'm just like, this is crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. A polycule is basically the term that is used for a group of people in a polyamorous relationship that are basically all partners one way or another, a group of polyamorous people that are, that have their relationship with each other. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, kind of yeah. like, the, kind of like the, the four people I talked about last week. Got it. Okay. Uh, makes sense. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, cause I hear an echo on my end, so I'm like trying to wait to finish the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, no, you good, you good. What What is okay. the difference between y'all uh, standards versus uh, boundaries? Um, I standards. Standards are um what I place on the people interacting with me. Okay. And uh, my boundaries, my boundaries are the the wall that I, or not the wall that I put, but the limits that I place on them as how they can interact with me. Uh, yeah. It's like uh, one of the things I, I, I'm one of those people I love kissing, and. Yeah, if I'm in a relationship with you, you'll get a full-on kiss. Um, but the type of relationship will also dictate the type of kiss. Okay. So if you only meet this certain standard of, of people I want in my life, you only get this level. For you to get my, for yeah. you to get my full kiss, you have to meet my relationship standards. Ooh, okay. Uh, real quick, we got another caller. Uh, caller, what's going on? 
Greetings in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. This is Pastor Don G, CEO. Shouts out to you, Mr. AK, and shouts out to everybody that's been calling into the show. I'm just checking in, bro. It's been a long day. My daughter's birthday is tomorrow, so I'm, 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 my daughter's birthday is tomorrow, so I'm just trying to get my last show out, and you probably going to be your ass hit for the evening. But um, how's everything been, bro? Everything's been good, man. I appreciate you calling in and checking in. Amen, amen. I definitely want to hear the, the topic with Polly. I, I'm eager to hear what she, uh, what she has to say about what's going on in the world. Uh, well, we have wonderful guests tonight that each have their story on uh, their poly relationships and how it all started for them and their experience with it. Okay. I love good radio, man. Uh, That's why I always come here. You know you family. You gonna make it, man. You definitely gonna make Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so hey, much. Man. man, I'm what the way. I'm texting everybody right now, so I'm come on in. The water just fine. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Uh Izzy, uh, what is your take? Your your uh, standards versus um, boundaries. Yeah, boundaries are I things that I place that so that. So that I don't get my heart broken, essentially. So that I don't get hurt in any way. Standards are what I place for, for example, um, for a relationship partner. I have a ton of standards that I look for that all have to relate to trust, honesty, openness, and communication. And then it just offshoots from there in terms of how they are as a person and how and like their outlook in life and how they view relationships essentially then it just goes down to there all the way down to like common interest things and like that but that's how I differentiate standards and boundaries very very similar to how Aeolus said it Standards are what required for me to be with someone. Boundaries are all right, you're with me. This is these are the ground rules. Things I don't like, this and whatnot, my limits, all that. One other way to look at it. One other way to look at it is standards are what you need to meet to be in a relationship with me. My boundaries are what you need to follow to stay in a relationship with me. Okay. Angel, are you still with us? I'm still with y'all. All right. You got standards. Uh, what is your take on standards versus boundaries? My standards is who I expect you to be as a person. Like it's what it's kind of what I expect of your character, and the boundaries are pretty much just the ground rules of the relationship. Um, mm-hmm. It's pretty much where I said, like, all right, well, this is this is how far I'm willing to go, and this is what I can give, and this is what I'm willing to give, if, even if I don't give it. 
Amen. Although some some boundaries can change over time as the relationship evolves. Yeah, they, they definitely yeah. change over time. Because, like, first of all, we grow, um, we grow in, in our relationships, and um, you figure out what you're willing to bend for. Your boundaries will definitely change based on the person that you're with. You might you might change your mind and feel like, you know, maybe you don't, Maybe you don't want to share a space with a person. Or like maybe you do want to share a space with a person. You might be against, you know, legal marriage and decide, like, you know what, this person makes me want to take that step further. Like maybe I will change my mind and say that this is what I'm willing to do in my relationship. Okay. Okay. So we're going to close it out just a little bit. I just want to ask you guys, what are your closing remarks for the po- for the poly- from the poly community from your perspective? Please stop being afraid of what you don't know. We're the same as you. Mm. That's strong. Yeah. Trust That's yourself. Trust yourself and be present. So that if you so so that if you end up trusting yourself, you're able to trust with the people whom you ring in that you feel are worthy to be in your life. That's awesome. Angel? No comment. I have no closing remarks. I'm gonna be probably the guy that's thinking me. I don't care. Okay, well here's here's the closing remark that'll help actually help the show. I've got somebody asking me, is there a way that they can go listen to this? Yes, you can. If you have Apple Podcasts, just type in OG Radio. It's a it's a boombox. Um, and also my name is on there, Radio Rail, and AK's name pops up as well. Uh, also on Spotify, look up OG Radio, and uh, you could, and all other podcast platforms. So about 10 minutes after this show's done airing, it will be on uh, Apple Music. Or you can also okay. go to blogtalk.com uh, slash Mr. AKA and listen to all the old, uh, older episodes we did. Is, is that is that address on the website? Yes. So this show okay. on Blog Talk will, uh, should be ready to go by tomorrow morning. Meanwhile, again, on Apple Podcasts, uh, within the next five minutes after the show airs, it will be available. Great. Thank you. No problem. Nice. Izzy, uh, I would like for you to share your Twitch. Yeah, sure. Um, if you like fighting games and uh, fan art and Final Fantasy fourteen, you can find me on Twitch at the Crimson Cat eighty nine. All right. Uh, real quick, we also have another guest that called in. Uh, what's going on? Welcome to the show. Uh, hello? Yes, hello. How you doing? How you Am doing? 
I'm doing good. I'm sorry. I was muted. I'm absolutely sorry. My bad. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for calling in. Me too. Um, I am so happy to be here. Um, you know, I want you guys to know uh, my name is um, Ashton Smith, Pastor um, Don Jr. CEO brought me onto the show, um, and I'm grateful for him because he is allowing me to tell my story on these platforms. I was an athlete um, in the Special Olympics in all seriousness. Their program has never helped me in any way, shape, or form financially. Anybody can Google me under Ashton Smith Special Olympics so that they understand and know my story and who I am. I'm a person. And the Special Olympics does not treat its athletes like people. They treat us like property. And those things should never happen to me, a black female, swimming 10 hours a day, seven days a week to get my body in the best shape it can be in, but I don't get paid. It is your version of slavery for disabled people, and that cannot happen. Those who can help me, right, that use Cash App, because that's where it's going nowadays, you know, and things with that, I'm grateful that that exists. So for those who, repeat that again, I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry, that's the business. I, I apologize. I should be on mute, but you're doing the radio. job. Okay, thank you. I didn't know he was, he was saying something. Okay. Um, but I wanted to say this is that I'm grateful and I'm thankful. I want you guys to also get my book called Swimming Upstream to Realize the Dream. That, folks, that's sold on Amazon and Walmart. I am grateful because I want you guys to know who I am as a person and what I'm trying to do is absolutely survive, live, and thrive. That is what I want in my life. My cash out is the dollar sign, HD photogenic, the dollar sign, HD photogenic, like HDTV photogenic. Um, I had to get that name because all the other names I had, they they already were taken. So I'm grateful. I want you guys to know that if you donate to the Special Olympics, stop because they do not help us. I'm 37 years old, and it should not be this way. I'm 37. What's 37? I'm old enough to take care of myself and want to take care of myself by the means that are out here, whether it's public speaking, whether it's working for a podcast, whether it is promoting my book to an audience like yours, um, I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful every day to be able to call in on these opportunities, tell my story, tell people to follow me on social media, uh, Golden Ashton, they'll be able to type that in and that comes up. And so I think on all these social medias, TikTok, all of that, you type that in and it'll come up. And so I'm I'm grateful because I know that I gave my all in the Special Olympics. I'm a gold medalist. I went to the highest level of their organization and got a bag of cookies. That literally, I got a bag of cookies and toys from from the WWE. What what am I gonna do with some wrestling toys? And I'm 37 years old. Let's be real. I'm not a kid. I'm 37 playing with toys. That makes no sense. No, I'm going to sell them toys to pay my bills because I have to survive. 
I gotta survive to take care of myself. Why? Because my mother's not here to do that. I can't ask my mom, hey, can I my mom died not too long ago. My mom died um less than a month ago. And it's hard. And I don't wanna be having to live off the backs of the government or other people. That's not okay with the price of inflation. I don't wanna live off somebody. I wanna thrive. Amen. And so I know that this station and um, Pastor Don Jr. CEO and his people, they're working as best they can to help me assimilate into the United States, meaning teaching me what America has to offer. Not what Special Olympics tells me what's out there, what America has to offer, because I want jobs and I want opportunities um, in my life. They can pay my bills, not just working a regular nine-to-five job. I can speak well. I'm articulate. All of those things. So I said, why not me? I said that on the last station. Why not me? Why can't I have a job public speaking? Why can't I work on a radio station? And all I heard from the Special Olympics was because you're disabled. That's not what the law says. The law doesn't say because you're disabled you can't work there. What kind of mess? Like, those are things that I'm trying to get people to understand. It operated like a cult. It's not like a regular job where you're able to go tell your supervisor or complain. Special Olympics, you go to the supervisor or complain or the so-called CEO, you kicked out the program like I was and told to never come back September 18th, 2019. I gave 30 years of my life to the Special Olympics, and I was told to to buy while y'all exploit me all over the internet. Google me, Ashton Smith Special Olympics. Google Special Olympics Texas Confederate flag. Okay, I live in Texas. They support the Confederacy out here. And they openly support racism in your face. And they throw it at you. Because why I say they support it? Because they do nothing about it. Quiet people, when you don't do nothing, you're a part of the problem. And that's what my grandma used to say stuff. When it's stuff out here and you know it is morally wrong and legally wrong and you don't say nothing about it and you can do something about it, that is a problem. And that is what my family taught me, to stand up for myself, even if it cost me my opportunity. And when I stood up for myself in the Special Olympics, I got kicked out that program for going to law enforcement about being abused by people in that program. I don't have to be abused. The law doesn't say, well, you have to be abused. That's not what the law says. I'm tired of people telling me bogus stuff and telling me that I ain't allowed to talk to law enforcement or authorities when people are abusing me racially, physically, and I'm told to shut up about it for 30 years. I don't think so. I'm not going to be assaulted by people in the Special Olympics and told to be quiet. And I know that life is what it is, but that's not, that can't be acceptable because, because disabled people, I'm serious, they are frowned upon and we are looked over. I've, I've called, made some 2,000 phone calls across 50 states, including Canada. That's not even a state because I want to do public speaking and radio work and branding. That is what I want. I want to be a brand. And when y'all Google me, you will see the potential of me being a brand. So it's like people understand that and they know that. And they want that. And that's what I want to be. I don't want to work at Walmart. So I think you guys 
you know, have knowledge in that. Uh, you probably do because you guys have a show because, you know, you are running a show. So you guys know about monetization and those things. I want to learn what that is so that I am no longer enslaved. Special Olympics doesn't pay me. You pick up the medals you won and sell them on the side of a road or scrap. Who does that? Who has to sell their awards? Only disabled people are told we ain't allowed to get paid. Wow. Uh, yeah, so you know what I mean? I'm serious, guys. Like, 100%. That, that's got to change. For real. But I'll say it's got to change, guys. It's got to change. Y'all Google me. Everybody got a tablet. I don't care if you got a phone. We are not in the 1800s. This is America. And this is the United States of America. Because I shouldn't sit here and have to sell merchandise or toys so I can pay my bills. And I'm sitting here living on as little as $800 a month while somebody makes $60 million off of my likeness and image and told me to shut up. But y'all are using my face. You're using my face and my image to make money. What does that sound like to you, sir? What does that sound like to y'all? Can you imagine going to radio to your job and being told to work for free all day, swim all day for hours on end and you don't get paid? No, I'm supposed to change all that because I have the right to get paid for the work that I what? What do old people say? I get paid for the work that I did from sunup to sundown, pay me. That's what old people say. So at the end of the day, people want to get paid for what they do. What the miss is thundering out here just as I'm trying to talk. I'm sorry, man. That's God saying, yeah, pay. People want to be paid in this life for what they do. Not used and abused like I was for 30 years in the Special Olympics. I ain't get paid. I don't want to live up off people. I want out of this situation, and I want any and everybody who listen to my cash app, HD Photogenic, and know that Pastor Don Jr. CEO, he is a real person, and he is out here trying to help me. And any donation to him or myself can help all of us in our cause, to get, I know for me, to help me get out of food lines. I'm tired of standing in food lines when I'm physically in shape and built inexcusable and I can't use my talents to prosper because I'm told I ain't allowed to for 30 years can you imagine being told you ain't allowed to work in the entertainment industry and companies wouldn't even hire me because they were afraid of getting sued by the Special Olympics they didn't want the publicity but I sit here with nothing while they make money off me have y'all ever heard of this in your life ever have they ever heard of that I hope that, um, you know, you find success in what you're trying to accomplish. Um, um, Thank you for calling on the show to share it, Uh, you know, for all the listeners that are currently listening. So I hope that somebody will definitely reach out to you and do their due diligence. Um, I got a couple minutes left, so uh, I want to thank Lopez, Izzy, Angel. um, Thank you. Ayla. And uh, for, Thank yeah, you. for calling in, no problem, no problem. And uh, sharing yeah. part two, the conclusion of uh, Pi Relationship. I might even do a part three, don't even know yet. But um, next week, I won't be here, so I'll, there will be no show Monday and Tuesday from me. I will be on vacation. Um, but you can always Good. check out 
my producer this Friday, him and Amethyst. They do a show every Friday from 9 to 10.30, so check that out. Uh, Lopez will be here in Chicago in a couple of days because she is uh, the other feature for our Puffin Poetry show. So uh show is, what, 7.30 to 10.30? Uh, again, it's Puffin Poetry, our fourth show. It's wow. about a whole lot of poetry, a whole lot of weed smoking. Uh, you know, nice. that's a good vibe. Uh, so that will be April 16th on 71st and Yates. Uh, so again, get your tickets. It's on Eventbrite as well. Just type in Poetic High, P-O-E-T-I-C dash H-Y. Uh, I've submitted my second album. Uh, so hopefully that gets reviewed and all that stuff real soon. But the initial drop date is April 30th. That's It's Real on the Beat Volume 2. So once the green light, I will let y'all know. So uh, thank again, thank everybody for calling in. Um, so catch me in two weeks. So uh, good night, everybody. And have a blessed night, all. Good night. You good night. too. Night. Sweet dreams, everybody. Good night. This is good. Appreciate well, it. Again. Uh, yep. It's your boy Radio Rail on OG Radio, and I'm going to play it out to Hard to Love by Sandy Red. I got
got to consider many words to play with my heart. 